Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the spirit of reconciliation, the entire team at Curious Freedom acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, waters and community. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening today. I would like to acknowledge in particular the Darug people who are the original custodians on the land on which I record this podcast. Thank you for showing us what curious freedom can look like. Hello and welcome to Curious Freedom Podcast with me, Kirsty Farooja, and friends. And this week it's Finn again. Welcome, Belinda. How are hey, you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm great. <laughs> this week we are getting curious about keeping things just in case. As declutter coaches, this is probably the biggest reason people yep. give us as to why they should keep something and so therefore it's the biggest hurdle facing lots of people when they go to declutter their things so just I'm really curious have you ever said to yourself I'm going to keep that just in case but 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 (laughs) and you can come up with a million things so Bin have you ever kept anything just in case uh I would say the only time I've ever kept something just in case is when I was pregnant with my second child. So my eldest is a girl and we waited until I found out the gender of all three of my kids because I like to prepare, I like to plan, I like to Mm -hmm. connect with the baby, all those things. Much to my husband's displeasure, we found out with all three of ours. But when I was pregnant with Oliver, we didn't know he was a boy. So for very practical reasons, I kept all the girl stuff just in case had the scan, it was very confirmed it was a boy, and then I gave everything away 
but or, no, that's actually not true. I didn't give everything away. I kept a few things because baby number three was also something we had talked about. And then when I was pregnant with her and found out that she was a girl, I got rid of all of the boys' things and kept it. So that's probably the only part of my life that I've kept something just in case. I'm not really a just, I am a planner and a preparer, but I'm not a just in case. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I can think of one other thing that you keep just in case. Oh yeah. What? Leah's clothes for Rory. Oh yes, yes. Well, you even, were. You were I, when they, I, you had been. Yes. Yeah. And now I Rory's did. got her own personality. Yes. So I was very careful. I kept a very small amount of clothes from Leah to there's seven and a half years in between them. So between Leah and Rory, because, you know, it makes sense. I don't want to go and buy Mm. all these clothes where they wear them for like three weeks and then they grow out of them. But I remember with Leah, she was around four or five and was very particular and liked to choose her own clothes at that age. So I didn't keep anything beyond uh, about a size five, which Aurora's wearing now. But everything I kept was dresses because that's all Leah wore. And Aurora doesn't really wear dresses. So (laughs) ended up needing to buy a whole new wardrobe anyway. Yeah. So look, you know, I was, I think my justifications, because we're going to be talking about reasons why we keep things just in case, mm-hmm. were purely practical so yeah. that I wasn't needing to rebuy and all that kind of stuff. And it's also like there's just in case and there's just in case. Yeah. So I think that there's a just in case when you absolutely have no idea. Yeah. You, know, you didn't know that if you were going to have a third child. So. Yeah. I mean, children is a whole nother thing, but yeah. like, I think there's that just in case of, I have no idea what the future is going to hold. And so I'm holding onto this mm-hmm. just in case. Yeah. And then there's like, there is a purpose for this, which isn't really a just in case really. Yeah. So with not knowing what the future holds, so we obviously kept our cot and all those things. Well, our garage flooded in between baby two and three and our cot went moldy. So we ended up having to get rid of that anyway and get a new one. So you just, (laughs) yeah, you really, really cannot predict. I didn't predict that. I didn't think our garage was going to flood and have to get a whole new cot. But yeah, you just can't predict the future. No, which is the whole point of this conversation (laughs) is we cannot see into the future. So we're going to talk about why you might keep things just in case. And then give you some solutions to those issues that come up. So we have plenty of episodes that we'll touch on and you'll be able to find them in the show notes. Off the top of my head, before we even get started, I know that there's binary decisions. There's going to be sentimental items, sentimental papers, and you can go look at our back catalogue, but also we'll link it in the show notes as well. So let's start chatting about some reasons why people keep things just in case. What are your thoughts on that, Bin? Well, I, I think there's a few reasons. I think sometimes it is easier to keep something just in case than go to the effort of having to make a decision to get rid of something. Mm. You know, if you're, you're feeling overwhelmed, it's just a bit too hard, don't really have time, uh, I'll just keep it because it's just too hard. And I think for a lot of people, that's what we find in their homes is that delayed decision or delayed decisions, plural, (laughs) multiplied (laughs) exponentially. Because if you make one of those, you've already done it. So you're more likely to make another delayed decision. And then there you go. You end up with a pile of things that you just were like, oh, it's just too hard. Yep. I think 
fear is the overarching topic of today. Mm-hmm. People keep yeah. things just in case out of fear. Now, yeah. there's lots of things that can go into that. It could be, I mean, it's all fear of the future, but it can be fear of forgetting things, fear of not being able to find it, fear of lack of money, fear of regretting your decision. It could be fear of the future, like yeah, literal, what if there's another pandemic? What if I lose my job? What if my husband loses their job? But yeah, I think just in case for me, and when I ask people to dig into that, it's usually, like I would say, nearly always rooted in fear. Yeah. And so then I really want to challenge people to go, is that fear, does it belong in your life? Do you actually need to come under that? Do you need to give credence to it? Do you need to legitimize it by acting out on that fear? And I think if I could kick one thing to the curb today, just today, (laughs) it would be fear because I see it play out in so many people's lives, including my own. Like, so please hear me right, people's. (laughs) I'm not perfect. (laughs) I really am not. (laughs) So I question myself as well. Like when I, when I see fear come up in me, it's a great opportunity for me to dig deeper. Yeah. And to dig into what is underlying that fear. I see that people hold on to things because of fear of not being able to get that again. Like, for instance, I was working with a client and they had a piece of paper, like a label from something that they bought and they were keeping it so they could remember where they got it from and what the product is. And I got curious about that. I was like, okay, tell me more about that. And they're like, oh, but it's a really, really great product. And I really, really want to be able to purchase that again. And I was like, yep. And tell me more about that. Why do you want to purchase that one? And just ask lots of questions. And I was like, okay, and how do we solve that problem? If we were to let go of this piece of paper, how could you solve the problem of getting that product again? So I think the solution to everything here is to problem solve, is to figure out a different creative solution and follow that rabbit down the hole. Like go go with your fear, but be curious about that fear and ask questions of that fear. Like, okay, so what if that did happen? What could I do instead? Like, and come up with a few different solutions so that you can remind yourself that you you can problem solve around this. And I think, sorry, I will let you speak again, Ben. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. Keep going. I think that one of the joys of problem solving and not necessarily problem solving in the moment because that can be stressful, but problem solving ahead of time is coming up with those creative solutions and creating neural pathways in your mind to go, oh, okay, instead of thinking this way, I can think this way and send your thoughts down another tract, Yeah, a more helpful neural pathway in your brain. And so practicing that when you're not in the moment and you're not stressed and it's not a heightened situation, and you can be doing that while you're decluttering. You can be coming up with creative solutions. So here's some more of the reasons other than the overarching fear. 
people hold on to things for sentimental value just in case. And I would say that obviously we encourage people to keep sentimental items. It's just how much of that sentimental item and do you need to keep everything of that? And why is it sentimental? Also questioning why is that sentimental? Is it just sentimental because somebody loved gave it to you, but you actually hate it? Well, it's probably not what we would classify as sentimental, but you can be sentimental about everything and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just putting limits on sentimental items. Do you have anything to add? (laughs) Yeah, with the sentimental things, I think you brought up a good point there with, you know, I have some people in my life that have received gifts they may not necessarily loved but feel like they need to have it because that person that gave it to them will ask about it at another point in time. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it's like out of guilt. So I also see the, the sentimental as, as like emotional. So any form of kind of like emotional reason where there's some form of emotional connection, whether it's a pleasant emotion or an uncomfortable emotion, but sometimes it, yeah, it is out of guilt. Uh, and I've had multiple conversations with this particular person saying that it's okay once a gift is given, there's no strings attached. Even sometimes if very clearly you're very aware there are strings attached. Yeah. Uh, that's a really tricky one to navigate. And that can take a lot of courage to have a conversation with the person and let them know you love them and you love that they love giving. But unfortunately, that's not your style. And you'd really, would they like it back? Is it their style? Sometimes people give things they like for themselves. So I think there's a lot to unpack in that one, but definitely anything that's like emotive, I see as kind of coming into that kind of sentimental category as well. Yeah. And that's why it's just in case, like I'm keeping it just in Mm. case that person asked me, how am I using that ugly platter that I don't like. Yep. <laughs> like again, it's that fear of like not having that confrontation. I'm keeping it because mm-hmm. I don't want to tell somebody that I gave it away because I hate it. Yep. And somebody else is enjoying it because it's somebody else's style. Yep. There's um an excellent Gilmore Girls episode. I don't know if you've seen Gilmore Girls Cursed or any of our listeners. I love it. <laughs> Binge the whole thing multiple times. I see it very differently now as an almost 40-year-old, so that's interesting. But I loved it in my teens so, so much. And there's one episode I can think of where Lorelai's mother is running around. They have this massive mansion running around her house, uh, I think pulling things down from the attic. And her, so her husband's mother, so her mother-in-law is coming and she has been sending, she's quite wealthy. So she sent them these horrible gifts over the years and she, they all go to like the attic or get hidden away. And there's this absolute comic frantic running around putting all of these items that they have ever been gifted because they've never been on display because they're hideous, but she's putting them all out through the whole house because when this mother-in-law arrives, she will want to see them and notice them and and it's just 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 I thought of that as you were talking of like this it mm. is crazy like why we do things she doesn't even like her mother-in-law but she still feels this need to please and there's this guilt and it's so there's a lot of emotions and things that can be caught up in all this kind of stuff so we know it's hard let's just say we know it's hard yes <laughs> and yeah. not just because we've watched Gilmore Girls <laughs> really good illustration I'll link the episode in the notes because it's a very good illustration of what happens yeah that's where it's like what are you fearful of 
Like, mm, what, yeah. what, what are you afraid are of? Are you actually fearful of in that situation? Now, yeah. sometimes the fear can be, I'll forget that person if I let go of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to also challenge that idea. I was having a, another interesting conversation with a, a beautiful client as well on this is that we are the storehouses of our memories and yes, our memories can come and go. Oh, obviously there's dementia and Alzheimer's plays into that as well. But for the majority of us, we can create new memories. And even if the person's passed away and we can't physically create new memories with that person, holding on to things it's just about giving yourself good limits on how much from that person that you need to keep and how else you can keep their memories alive. Because, you know, you may have a flood or, you know, just like you had with your cot or something yeah. might happen that those items may not be around. And that is devastating. And we don't wish that on upon anybody no. at all. And we are the holder of our memories and stories are the holder of our memories. So we talk about this a whole lot more in our episode, Sentimental Items. So definitely recommend going back and listening to that one. Another thing that people hold on to things just in case is for future use, <laughs> like clothes or phones or appliances so it's like oh I'm going to keep my old phone just in case my new phone doesn't work one day then I've got a backup or I'm going to hold on to these clothes because maybe I'll get into them when I lose weight (laughs) or if I put weight back on I'll need them again so that is the reason that people keep things just in case (laughs) what would you say to that (laughs) Well, for that one with the clothes, uh, you had a fantastic chat with Jen from Everyday Style, gosh, a few months ago. And she said the biggest mistake she sees women making with their wardrobes is keeping something just in case. So Mm. she has a lot to say about that. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. But I just thought that was really, that's interesting in terms of with clothes and things. And I know I've had chats with people in my life of, I know you're holding on to that as almost like a carrot to kind of like help you get to some goal, but at the moment it sounds like it's kind of mocking you and you feel guilt and shame. So why don't we just remove that instead of holding on to it and reassess the situation? And then if you do get to this size that you've decided that you want to get to or this goal you want to attain, then go and treat yourself and it will be even more special. I mean, there's so much we could say about that, but Jen has a lot to say about that in in the episode that Kirsty did with her. So I think that's a good one to listen to as well. Yeah. Another overarching thing that we talk about a lot is having a vision for your space. And you're wanting to declutter for a reason. Also be really mindful about what you're keeping just in case because it goes to the stories that we tell ourselves and those neural pathways. Like it's all interconnected. I see everything's Everything's interconnected today because I'm like, okay, so you're keeping your phone just in case this new one dies, but why did you get a new one then? Like why did you upgrade if the old one still works? Or tell me the story. I just want to say to everybody, just tell me the story and then we can dig into that story. You'll keep everything that you keep that is old. Tell me the reason why. Because is there really a future use for them? Tell me the story. So does keeping it 
go towards the vision that you have for your life and the vision that you have for your space, where you're storing this stuff for just in case. Because of course, everything that you keep has to be stored in some way. You know, one of the big things that we see in people's homes all the time is that people keep it just in case, but then they can't find it in that case. (laughs) And so then they go out and buy another one anyway. (laughs) Like So the amount of times that we've walked into people's homes and people go, oh my gosh, that's where it is. I wish I'd known that before I went out and purchased this to replace this that I'd lost because I was keeping it just in case. So, you know, everything that we say, it's all about retrieval. Storage is all about retrieval. So if you're keeping something for future use, know where it is so that you can easily and quickly retrieve it. You know, you do you. If you want to keep all your old clothes, cool. If you want to keep all your old phones, your tools, your appliances, go for it. Just be able to retrieve it really quickly and have a purpose for it and have a vision and is keeping it working towards the vision that you have for your home and your space. Yeah. <laughs> and can somebody else use it? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So another reason that people keep things is fear of regret. So that looks like people keeping things just because they might regret letting it go. And that's particularly true for expensive or hard to replace items. What would you say to that? What is the solution to address that problem that people have been? Well, we would mostly suggest for this to have what we call a maybe box 
And if you're really unsure and you feel like regret, like this fear of regret is driving this, then okay, that's, that's fair enough. Put it somewhere, put a time limit on it, like a, a, a realistic time frame, like three months, six months, probably don't want to be like three or four years. Cause then you're just moving the clutter into a box somewhere else. But I think, yeah, this, this is where, you know, we try not to do maybe piles and things like that. But I think, you know, Kirsten and I were discussing this earlier and we feel like this works really well for some people to be able to know that it is there, give yourself a time frame. So you're actually testing your theory out because it is that it's just a theory you think you're going to regret getting rid of it because of whatever kind of scenarios and situations have come to mind. So you're actually going to test that out. Okay, well, maybe six months is a great length of time to see is XYZ going to come true? Is that going to happen? We're actually trying to get into reality and experience that. Okay, it hasn't happened. All right, well, I'm actually no longer worried about getting rid of this item because I've given it a chance tested it out. It's kind of like an experiment and Mm. no, it doesn't. Or the opposite happens. And actually I did need this item. Okay. Well then it's not clutter. Is it, it is actually something you do need. So I think giving yourself the opportunity to experiment with it is a great thing. We don't suggest doing this with everything. (laughs) No, because it really will just be adding stress to your life and chaos and it's not helping you move forward. But for those things that, yeah, where regret is really a big deal, I think this is a great solution. Yeah. And as always, I would really ask you to question, go down that rabbit hole of regret. Ask yourself, like, what is it that you're going to regret? Tell me why you're going to regret that. Tell me more of the story. I want to hear the story so that I can question the story. Only because I'm like a two-year-old and I like asking why questions, not because there's no judgment in it. It's just a curiosity around, tell me why you're going to regret that. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to regret it because I spent a lot of money on it. Okay. But are you already regretting the, is it the purchase that you're regretting (laughs) rather than the letting go that you regret because Mm. you never actually use that expensive item or it served its purpose? You, you bought that treadmill you spent two weeks running on it consistently and then it became a hold all for your clothes in your bedroom and so actually the regret that you feel might actually be in the purchase not in the letting go so like digging into that why do I feel like I might regret this decision and then that's when you can then ask further questions and figure out what's actually going on for you and maybe the story is that you've let go of something in the past and you regretted it. And so then that's when I would go, okay, so what were the reasons why you let it go in the first place? And did you do this deeper thinking through your choices or was it forced upon you? You know, did somebody else come in and get rid of it and you regret letting them get rid of it? Or do you regret letting it go because then you had to buy it again and then you felt like you wasted your money? Okay. So let's talk about that then. How long did you regret it for? Like what was the time frame of not having this item in your house? You know, there's so many questions. It's such a, it's a it's fun rabbit holes to jump down into. Yeah, and that's the whole point of getting curious. And I think something that, you know, a little side note here that just came to mind was we don't like uncomfortable emotions. We really try to avoid them. We mm-hmm. talk about them. 
but we won't really dig into them and sit in them. And it was something that I actually was talking with my psychologist a little while ago. We were talking about guilt and exploring that a little bit. And uh, I was like, well, what's the opposite of guilt? Can I like, what can I, if I'm here, then what can I replace it with? And then I was like, hang on a minute. I'm trying to get rid of it. She's like, well, why can't you sit in it? I'm like, oh, that's, that's a novel idea. (laughs) Why can't I sit in it? So I think, you know, a lot of uncomfortable feelings can come up when we start digging and it's okay that they're uncomfortable. I just want to put that out there and it's okay to sit in them. Don't stay in them, but it's okay to sit in them and actually ask questions further. And I think once you actually allow yourself to experience uncomfortable emotions, you may have come from a family where emotions just are not talked about good or bad or not emotions aren't good and bad, but pleasant emotions and uncomfortable ones. They're just not talked about. So that might be a greater challenge, but you know, we're really challenging you today to dig into things further. And I think giving yourself permission, allowing yourself to experience an uncomfortable emotion for more than two seconds before you flick it away, (laughs) I think is, is probably a really good key to then being able to ask further questions and explore more about why you keep things just in case. Yeah. And that will help you with your delayed decisions because mm-hmm. then you can be like, oh, I kept this just in case I couldn't be bothered thinking about what I should do with it. <laughs> so coming back to your first point, Ben. Yeah. So I, and I think that fear of regret, again, it's a fear. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's imagined worse False outcome. expectation appearing real. It, thank you. Say it yeah. again. False expectation appearing real. Yeah. That's what fear is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so perceived, it's not reality. It's, yeah. Yeah. But let's walk down the path of as if it's reality. Mm. Like, how are you going to feel if you do let go of this? Okay. And what are the possible solutions that don't involve keeping it? You know, so you regret letting go of something. Okay. So sit in that uncomfortable feeling of regret, (laughs) but again, dig into why it is that you regret it. And also what are some solutions to that? Like, how do you solve that problem? And this is for any of this, like, how do you solve the problem of letting go of something that you were keeping just in case? So what's some solutions to those just in case scenarios? What is the solution to regretting letting it go. You go out to an op shop and you find it again, or you go and buy it brand new. And yes, that can bring up a whole another rabbit hole to jump down, but there's always, there's nearly always a solution to a problem that you have. So how could you solve this instead? Another reason why people that we see that people keep things just in case is from a sense of security. So that can look like having multiples of things, stockpiling. It can be things like medications, food, backup technology like the phones. But it can also come from needing to feel secure in this world. So we talk about this a lot. I was just going to say, well, look what happened at the beginning of 2012, uh, 2020, sorry. (laughs) We couldn't buy toilet paper anywhere. 
because everyone was, it was such an interesting item that people chose and I'm not trying to make fun of it at all. Like there was legitimate fear again, driving that, but it was like, oh, well, if something's going to happen, then we're preparing ourselves. We're trying to like stockpile what we can to make us feel more secure in an unsecure situation and in a very unsure place. Yeah. And that, and security, like that security can rear itself in lots of different ways. And we, mm-hmm. so we see it a lot in generational keeping of things. So, you know, my grandparents' generation went through the Great Depression. And so they kept things because of the real scarcity that they experienced. But then they moved into decades and decades of financial security. And yet they still had this imprinted on them that they needed to make use. And and look, there's absolutely, we should be caring for our planet and doing what we can to reuse and repurpose. But only within, we should also then be stopping the influx of things coming into our home. And so that generation passed it on to their children to that they should be holding on to things and reusing and repurposing and getting every lush red of things. But also what we see in homes is that people not reusing it, it's just staying in their house. Like how many times have we gone into people's homes been when people are like, oh no, that can be repurposed. Oh, I can repurpose that in some way. And you're like, okay, so have you done that for any of, like, tell me a situation where you've repurposed this. And glass like, jars. Can I just say <laughs> glass jars? I saw a reel on Instagram the other day and it was someone giving you ideas for how to repurpose. I was like, no, we don't need more ideas for repurposing glass jars because people have too many. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it it can be for, you know, everything. It's just holding on to things just in case. And I think that that one of the reasons is that generational trauma of going through the Great Depression. And And now we've had our own generational trauma of going through COVID-19. So, I went into a client's home the other day and she is like, oh, we definitely need to do the pantry because I stockpiled during COVID-19 and I realized that we never used any of it. So therefore I can let it go because I know if we go through anything like that again, I know I never used it. didn't even use it. Wow. I didn't use it. Yeah. It's an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Um, we don't want to repeat that experiment. No, no, thank you. (laughs) But it was an experiment of yeah, like, okay, I've tried this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've tried this. I've realized it didn't, I didn't yeah. actually use that so I can let it go. Yeah. Um, so that's that fear of, you know, t- tapping into your suggestion around the fear of regret. Like, well, yeah, you know, have a maybe box, try it out, see if it, yeah. if you needed it. This same client actually uses a maybe box for her children. So when her children aren't sure about getting rid of things and they put them in a box, they put that under their house or in storage, like in their garage, and then bring it out in six months time. And by that time or a year's time, two years, whatever time frame they've put on it. And by that time, the girls are like, oh, awesome get rid of it all. So, but yeah, this security, I think that one of the ways to address this 
sense of security and like we need to be safe because I think money comes into this one as well like when we fear when we're worried about letting go of something because it costs us money or what if I lose my job and and so please again hear me right like there's absolutely trauma that comes through experiencing poverty and that can really impact on people's ability to make decisions around these just-in-case items because you may have grown up in poverty or you may have experienced poverty in your adult life even. And like I was saying to my client, I said to another client this week, I questioned something and and it raised the idea of poverty mindset and the poverty that she grew up in. I was like, okay, so tell me, How do you feel about your life at the moment? Are you financially secure? Have you had any poverty within your adult life? And she's like, no, not at all. And I'm like, okay, so that is coming from your childhood. Can you recognize that that's a childhood trauma that you have? And maybe, and I'm not a psychologist, please don't mishear me, but just speaking out her reality now is that that's not the case anymore she doesn't need to be fearful of losing things because she can you know it's a first world problem absolutely appreciate that but she can replace anything that she chooses to let go of because they're financially secure and they can replace that and I'm not saying that that's for everybody, but it was particularly true for this client so I was able to encourage her to think through that I'm keeping this just in case I need to replace it with, okay, how else can you replace that? Oh, you could use your money to replace that. So if on the off chance that you actually may want it again and use it, because again, this whole just in case is an imagined future Mm. that, you know, we don't even know if we're going to have a third child or we don't even know if there's going to be another pandemic or we don't know if we're going to, you know, it's imagined. We future. don't know what we don't know. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing on that too is to have grace for yourself. If you do make a decision that you regret or you do end up losing your job, you know, and playing into that security thing, or you do find that you need to use something in the future, having grace for yourself for the person you were at the moment that you chose to let things go. So it was the right decision for you at that time. So how can we show grace for our past selves? And that goes for loads of things. Like how do you have grace for your past self who bought clothes that don't fit you and you couldn't be bothered returning them and now they're sitting there not being used? Okay, how do you have grace for that person? How do you have grace for the person who purchased more than they needed? and now have stockpiled food that they're never going to use. Like have grace for that past self because they were making the best decision that they could at the time. And so just have grace, have grace for yourself. Don't fear, have grace. The message for today. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything else to add to that, Pin? I was just going to say one little thing. We didn't really cover what to do if delayed decisions is your reason. Like just in case, oh, just your default is kind of, I'll just keep it in case because I can't be bothered to actually deal with it. So if you're wanting to actually do something about that, then micro decluttering would be the solution for you. Five minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, little bits at a time, because then you'll 
actually see that you're starting to make little bits of progress. You're doing something about it and you're actually testing out this, oh, can I make these decisions? Like, what is this like? Uh, it's a great way to, to, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That, that, that kind of thing. And, you know, if you want to come over to our Facebook community every couple of weekends, we post a weekend five-minute decluttering challenge. So if you want to be in on that, then come and join us. The links are in the show notes. If that helps you get moving, you don't have to think of what to do. You just pick something from a list. So that could be a helpful way to get started. Mm. And it is that building new neural pathways of going, right, I'm, I am going to make some decisions today. I am going to do some micro declutter and start building this decluttering muscle that I am showing myself that there's nothing to fear in making decisions. Also, don't forget that we have SpeakPipe, so you can leave your questions and your reviews and you can have a chat to us and you might hear your dulcet tones in the podcast while we answer your question. And you can always leave us a review on um, Apple Podcasts and other players have their own ways of leaving reviews. So we would love that because not only does it make us feel good if you leave a good <laughs> review, but it also... Boost of um, an ego. Yeah, boosts our ego, yeah. but it also helps other the people to discover us so we would really appreciate that and yeah thank you for tuning in today and getting curious and just really really encourage you to get curious and that's the whole point of this podcast <laughs> to be getting curious so get curious about why it is that you're keeping things just in case and come over as been said come over to our facebook page and share with us some revelations that you've had about yourself and we would love to support and encourage you over on our Facebook page, Facebook group, Facebook group. You can also, both. yeah, yeah, come and check it all out. Do it all, do it all. <laughs> Thank you for being curious with us. And thanks, Finn, for coming along for the ride. And we can't <laughs> wait to be in your ears again next week. Bye. See ya. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.